Funny Combos, the podcast, episode two. Talking with Luis Clemente, Roberto Clemente's nice. son. He told Ricky, the, the youngest, that he was going to bring him a monkey, and he did. He brought a live monkey from Nicaragua. <laughs> uh, so we had a monkey pet for a little while. But, um, you know, the things that he would do that uh, were amazing. He was an amazing dad. With Tom Savino, my name is Keith Rad. As we bring you the Coney Condos, the nice. podcast, episode two. Luis Clemente and Josue Matos, the Cyclones pitching coach. This is going to be a very emotional podcast for two guys that are involved here with the Cyclones. We had Luis Clemente here this week at MCU Park as Brooklyn transformed into Los Jefes for Copa de la Diversión. Clemente, the son of Roberto from Puerto Rico. A lot of love for the island here in Brooklyn and a lot of love for Roberto Clemente who passed away in a plane crash in 1972 bringing supplies from San Juan, Puerto Rico to Nicaragua. And Luis Clemente was here. Dom, you got a chance to speak with him. What are we going to hear in this episode? Yeah, it was a really interesting conversation. Uh, You could just see, as I followed Luis around before the game, getting to see the bobblehead of his father for the first time, getting to throw out a first pitch and meeting some folks here who were born in Puerto Rico or have Puerto Rican heritage come up to him and say, hey, your, your dad meant so much to me and means so much to our country. It was really cool, and I could see that Luis was touched by it. Uh, he was really excited by the bobblehead, uh, the Roberto Clemente bobblehead given out here at MCU Park. Uh, it had a, the Pittsburgh Pirates colors, but Puerto Rico across the chest, his dad holding the Puerto Rican flag over his shoulders. It was really cool. So uh, in the interview, we covered a lot of things. Um, what his memories of his dad are, including one very funny one that involves a pet monkey. You'll have to listen to that. Um, the work that he does with the Roberto Clemente Foundation as its president. And how, coming up on two years since the impact of, of Hurricane Maria, what the, the country is like now and what the Roberto Clemente Foundation continues to do to make sure baseball is alive and well in the country of Puerto Rico. Well, the Clemente name means so many things to so many people, including Cyclones pitching coach Josue Matos, who we'll chat with in part two of this interview coming up. But Dom, first, his chat with Luis Clemente. Well, we're celebrating the first Los Jefes Day here at MCU Park on Coney Island, celebrating the local Latino community. The first of the three Los Jefes nights this year is to celebrate not only the Puerto Rican community, but Roberto Clemente, who was such a pioneer and such a key figure in the Puerto Rican community. Puerto Rican bobbleheads with Roberto Clemente. We've also got Roberto Clemente's son on hand tonight. Luis Clemente is here, and he joins us now on the podcast. Luis, you've gotten a throw out of first pitch. You've had fans come up and talk to you wearing Roberto Clemente and Puerto Rico jerseys. What is this all like to you? Well, it is great to be here celebrating the first night of Los Jefes uh, with the you know, Hispanic community here in uh, Brooklyn. Here's where Dad actually, uh, the Brooklyn Dodgers, is who signed Dad for the first time. And um, being here brings out you know, the, many, many memories and also... Uh, the fans that I have met, the stories they've told me, incredible. You know, very, very happy and honored to be here. Like I said, there have been so many fans who have come up to you and grabbed you and said, oh, my God, you know, your dad means so much to me. His legacy means so much to me and, and our country. What do, what do they say to you? I, it seems like such genuine interactions. You know, they've shown me pictures of their homes, walls, full of memorabilia, you know, even, even um, customized artwork that they have had someone paint paintings incredible work uh that that tells you how much they really uh 
have that and appreciate that in their lives. And um, to us, you know, that's the reason we keep going with a, with a legacy, uh, with what we do with foundation, um, working with the children and letting them know that all of us have a humanitarian in us and we want to activate that button in all of them. So our, our slogan is we're building nations of good and that's what we're doing. We're trying to, to, to get more, more people to join us in doing so. You mentioned too, the Roberto Clemente bobblehead was given out tonight to the first 2,000 fans. You got to take a look at it for the first time when you came here. What do you think of it? It has a very special meaning because it has the Pirates' colors in the uniform, but it says Puerto Rico on the chest. And that was so proud of being Puerto Rican that he uh, obligated mom to, to give birth to all my, bro- my brothers and I. Uh, in Puerto Rico because there was no other way he could have it, you know. And uh, to have that bobblehead with a Puerto Rican flag is very special. I know I had a lot of people asking, how do I get one? How, you know, what do I need to do? I said, well, you got to come to the Cyclones game tonight. (laughs) We're speaking with Luis Clemente, the son of Roberto Clemente. Now, Luis, I know you are the president of the Roberto Clemente Foundation, which does so much, not only in Puerto Rico, but overall, throughout the globe, to, to elevate the game of baseball. What are some of the things that you do in your role as president of the foundation? Well, I've been, I've been working very hard in, in establishing a network, what I call the Clemente Network, between all the schools that are named after him, the leagues that are out there. Uh, there's so many, the countries that have actually honored him. And we're working on, on creating a tour to come to the, uh, you know, throughout the, uh, the nation, having an exhibit. Uh, the Smithsonian did an incredible work with a... With a education program that we want to start activating. We're talking to uh, Scholastics also. You know, there's a lot of different things that we're working on in, in Puerto Rico. Here yesterday we were at the uh, in Trenton where they approved unanimously a resolution to include the point of reference to the accident in the National Registry of Historical Places. So that's very significant because of the fact that that, that body was never recovered. So there's not a, a specific place where you can go and pay respects. Now this place will become that for all the fans and, and all the new generations. They will have a place where, where they can now come to Puerto Rico and pay those respects. So that, those are part of the things we're doing. After the Hurricane Maria, we went to the mountains. We were helping out uh, the sugar plantation workers where they they lost their, their homes and everything. And they had to go into an abandoned school and improvise um apartments in the classrooms so we went with Payless and we we gave out 200 pair of shoes we also went back and gave some groceries and uh we you know just overall helping any way we could to those uh less fortunate that lost all their homes and all their belongings i want to touch on hurricane maria in just a bit because i know we're starting to come up on two years already to your anniversary of the hurricane which is simply incredible but i know that the foundation runs baseball clinics in puerto rico and in america especially for disadvantaged kids who maybe don't have the opportunity to grow up playing baseball. What is it like when you get to see kids, especially in, in your home country of Puerto Rico, who maybe get exposed to baseball the first time or get a bigger exposure to the game because of the work that the foundation does? I mean, it's, it's really amazing. For the most part, a lot of these kids get their first baseball because we always get a ball we, to everyone that participates, and we integrate also the girls. You know, we never let the sisters get behind left behind and um it's it's really every time we do a clinic i leave 
with someone in my heart, someone that you see for the most of that you, you stay a little stranded and and I go talk to them, speak to them, and at the end of the day, we're we're tossing baseballs, we're doing everything, and he, they, they become part of the clinic, and that's the impact of how you touch lives every single day. I think it's the most important and rewarding experience that we get uh, doing what we do, you know, with the clinics and everything we do day in, day out. Now, uh, again, coming up on almost the two-year anniversary of Hurricane Maria, which is just astounding, What's it like in Puerto Rico? Because I know we hear some things in America, but we don't hear everything about what it's like and all the work that you guys have done trying to help the country get back on its feet still. There's a, you know, there's a lot of progress that have happened. The infrastructure to begin with was not in the best shape before the hurricane. Now, after, after the hurricane, after the fact, you know, it just obligates for things to improve. So I, I see it with every negative, there's a positive, and I think that everyone understands the need to, to make Puerto Rico better than what it was originally, and, and that I think it's going to happen. I think we're in the process, you know, it's happening, but there's still a lot of work to be done. Now, we were talking about this a, a little bit earlier on the radio broadcast uh, here with, uh, with me and Keith. Jose Matos, the Cyclones pitching coach, he's from Puerto Rico. There's a large group of Latin American players on this team. What did they say to you? What was Jose's reaction when he you uh, when you met him in the in the clubhouse a couple of moments ago? You know, um, it was I, I felt the respect. I felt um, uh, how how good he felt. You know, of hugging me and and talking a little bit about that and everything. And that's what the impact. That's the impact. You know, I get. I receive where I go because of what Dad was able to do and, and accomplishing his short life. He only was thirty eight when the accident happened, and. Um, and it's awesome. You know, everywhere I go that I see someone from Puerto Rico or just Latino in general, you know, I, that's that's what I receive. A lot of respect because, you know, the legacy has been very strong and, and everyone was born. And, and imagine, Dad I was only six, like I mentioned. That was in 72, New Year's Eve. So a lot of the guys were born later than that. And they grew up knowing of Dad. And a lot of times we don't have a chance to meet everyone. But then when we do, you know, is a very special moment. Why is it, you mentioned that, I see this all the time, the Latin American players who were born within the last 20 years and were not alive at all while your dad was here on Earth, but they have such a respect and admiration for him. Why? What, what specific things about Roberto Clemente and his legacy and the work you guys do now at the foundation has made that possible for so many Latin American players? I believe it begins in every household, you know, the, the parents, the grandparents, uh, pass the word on to their, their, their children, to their grandsons. Um, when you go to school, you, re- you get to read about Roberto Clemente's story. In school, you get to make a project, you know, or an essay, something. Uh, and then, you know, you're watching the World Series. Here we are presenting the Roberto Clemente Award. And uh, the fans get to vote on that. I think, so there's many different ways that uh, they get exposed to the story. And um, I guess to know and learn that a regular kid from Puerto Rico, from a poor area, was able to have that impact on so many other people. And, and I always say the fans are fans for the little they know. You know, Dad was an activist. Dad was the co-founder of Major League Baseball's Players Association. He was the first players representative. And the first meetings took place in Puerto Rico. Not too many people know that. And he was able to accomplish a lot of things to defend the players, but in, in particular, the way he treated the fans, I think, is what, what really uh, came to, to place uh, for the fans, even, even not just players, 
to continue to talk about him, to continue uh, to tell their, their the newborns, you know, who was that? It's it's what really matters. I hear you all the time when when you talk about Roberto Clemente. You don't say Roberto. You don't say him. You say Dad. What was Roberto Clemente Dad like for you growing up with him as your father? He he had a lot of friends. He had a lot of people that would come to the house that he saved from surgeries and everything. He had a healing power. Um, he did a lot of things. He, he did ceramics. He did you know arts and crafts. He did. I mean, you name it. The one thing that uh, always always resonates. I remember a trip. He went to Nicaragua managing the Puerto Rico national team and he asked what do you guys want when I come back he, he asked each of my brothers and he told Ricky the, the youngest that he was going to bring him a monkey and he did he brought a live monkey from Nicaragua uh, so we had a monkey pet for a little while but um, you know just things that he would do that uh, were amazing he was an amazing dad honestly he, he really had a lot of dedication for the family and um, whatever time when he was not playing, he spent with us at the house. Now, I know Vera, your mom, is is somebody that you respect just as much as your father. And I love the quote that I found online. I feel very proud to be Roberto's son and extremely fortunate to be Vera's son. What was she like as a mom and how did she react when dad brought home the pet monkey? <laughs> well, mom was always, you know, the perfect match for dad. Mom... Dad had insomnia, and he didn't sleep much, so uh, during the day, he would rest, and Mom would chase us not to make a lot of noise, and he would cover all the, all the windows so no sunlight would come through, and um, he was truly his, his right hand, and um, when he brought down the monkey, she could not believe it. She's like, what are we going to do with this, you know? <laughs> how, do, how do you take care of a monkey? Uh, but she was used to Dad being very... You know, uh, um, his own zone. You know, he he did so many different things that he she ended up becoming his assistant. But uh, that quote, I told her, I said, "Mom, you don't understand how fortunate I feel to be your son." You know, obviously, everywhere we go is all about dad, 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 dad. But what you were able to do and accomplish, and and not even look at another man in your life. You were young, gorgeous women, you know, uh, um, at that time and everything. And I feel that, you know, we've been very lucky to have both of our parents. So um, I, everywhere I go, I say it. I, it was a week of prayer. I was speaking here in the, at the Notre Dame. And there was this, this woman from Sweden that didn't know that, didn't know the story. When I was done speaking... She says, I don't know your father. I never heard of him before. But the way you spoke to us today says so much about your mother. And that to me was the greatest the greatest thing I ever heard. So um, I really love mom and uh, thank her for what she was able, the way she brought us up. I'm sure you can hear the mariachi band in the background as we talk during the game here as Los Jefes take on the Staten Island Yankees. Luis, the Roberto Clemente Foundation does so much. If people want to donate or pitch in stateside or in Puerto Rico, how can they do so? Well, you can visit us at our website, RobertoClementeFoundation.com, and we have a PayPal account where you, you'll be able to, to go into our page and make donations. We really appreciate you know anything, anything that could be donated. 
because we're working very hard to help uh, uh, Basel Academy in High School in Haiti that is that we're establishing and um, you know there's many many different causes that we're recruiting all of the schools like I mentioned earlier for those students to help us out when there's a national disaster to go out and do the aid collection and everything else because if you're part of a Roberto Clemente whatever it's a school or a league there's a calling to it you know not just to be a student there but it's to become a good humanitarian so that's what we do through the foundation and we we really appreciate any donations that you can actually uh, give to the foundation uh, Luis I know I say this for myself everybody in the media department with the Cyclones and everybody overall with the Brooklyn Cyclones and Los Jefes it is such a pleasure to have you here and to celebrate your father's legacy as we celebrate our first Los Jefes night on Coney Island thanks so much for your time thank you we, I really appreciate uh, the Cyclones doing what you're doing to honor the memory of our father uh, the bobblehead, everything, everything. I think that um, teams like you, should, you know, have a true impact in society, and I, I commend you for that. Hope you enjoyed that chat with Luis Clemente. It was some night having him here at MCU Park. He joined us on the broadcast during the game. He was all smiles from ear to ear as soon as he walked in and greeted so many people. What a big night, and I'm excited to bring you Dom's interview with Josue Matos here coming up. Because it's nice for us to to look at and say, wow, the Clementes are, are so great. They did so many great things. But you're about to hear from a guy, Josue Matos, who's from the island of Puerto Rico. And without Roberto Clemente's beginning, how he broke down some barriers, allowed the Latin players in the game to thrive. Josue, growing up, got to see a lot of that, got to hear a lot about that. And, and Dom, you're about to talk to him about what Roberto Clemente means. Yeah, we talked about a whole bunch of different things. Josue, like you mentioned, a guy who was born in Puerto Rico, Still has a home there, coached at a university in Puerto Rico, played for the Puerto Rican national team in the first two World Baseball Classics. So we talk about all of that, the impact that Roberto Clemente has had on his career, and how Roberto Clemente first came into to his idea. It was through his, his father, actually, through Josue's father, that, that he, he got to know Roberto Clemente for the first time as the, the great baseball player from his home country. And it was really an enjoyable interview. All right, let's take a listen to Josue Matos. Sitting down with the Cyclones pitching coach, Josue Matos, as we continue to talk about the legacy of Roberto Clemente. Cyclones had their first Los Jefes night on Friday, and Josue had a great chance to talk to uh, Luis Clemente, who was on hand. Now, Josue, I know that you've had a chance to meet Luis Clemente before because you pitched in his hometown, Roberto Clemente's hometown of Carolina, in the Puerto Rico uh, Winter League. But what was it like to see Luis on Friday night? Uh, I mean, it's just it was an amazing time just having to get to talk to him again uh bring back memories from from his dad so that when he plays so uh it kind of runs on the family he was a family idol uh my dad followed him when he played and that stays in the family now you are a native of puerto rico but you were born more than five years after the death of uh, roberto clemente and yet i can still see just the way you talk about him talk about luis uh, and talk about the clemente legacy you have such a reverence for him. How is it for, for you and so many other people uh, who were not alive when Roberto Clemente was alive that he still makes such a big impact in their lives? Well, I, I think it's the culture. I mean, the culture kind of keep bringing him up and and, and all, the, uh, <clears throat> all the, the, the help that he was doing outside of baseball and, and supplies that was taking over uh, Nicaragua when, when the plane crashes. So I just follow, follow the culture. I mean, I was hearing so much about him that became a fan of him. 
What did you hear about Roberto Clemente growing up? You said your dad was a big fan of his as well. What did you hear about him? Good arm, good speed, uh, power, average, uh, uh, five-tool player. Uh, and, and like I said before, I mean, the, he's, his charity outside of baseball makes him big for, uh, for our country. Are we talking about this yesterday uh, because the Roberto Clemente Foundation holds a bunch of baseball clinics and other things in Puerto Rico to bring baseball to people who are uh, less, less than privileged. What does it mean to somebody like you, a Puerto Rico native who sees the impact that the Clemente Foundation and his legacy has in the country? Well, I think it's huge. I mean, we need, we need, uh, uh, we need that kind of stuff for, for our young people, for our young players to, to see him as a, our, big, our biggest star. Um, and I think it's coming along. People are responding to it, and, and, and they're showing up to every clinic that, that they put on. So I'm happy for that. Hopefully we'll keep it going. I asked Luis the same thing when he was here on Friday night. Uh, I know Hurricane Maria had such a devastating impact on the country, but what is it like, especially talking about baseball in, in Puerto Rico now, almost two years, believe it or not, since the hurricane hit? What, what is the baseball culture like and, you know, kind of the landscape now in Puerto Rico? I mean, after the hurricane... Uh the island was but uh, was shocked big time. Uh, a lot of destruction, a lot of energy power went out. No water for 75 days or so. Uh, we're coming along. I mean, we're we're standing up and and we're be, we're rebuilding uh, pretty much every damage that we had and, and and on the power outlets and so we were coming back to what we were um, before the 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 hurricane. So. Baseball is coming back. Hopefully, we're gonna keep it keep it going. Uh, this year, I think that we're gonna have five teams in our league, um, and we need one more. So, hopefully, we're gonna get it done by next year. I know you played in the the Puerto Rican Winter League for a few seasons. I think four seasons, including a couple in your hometown. Do you still follow it during the winter? Well, I coach down there, uh, so I I follow who. Uh, who we who who will be bringing for uh, imports to play down there? Who can help us win? And 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 that's the major uh, the major goal to win the championship. Now, as we talk about your home country, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that you represented Puerto Rico in the first two World Baseball Classics. What was that experience like for you, getting to participate in such a big tournament? It was a privilege uh, wearing that uniform uh, twice in the WBC. Uh, the first one I was cousin I wasn't expecting it, and then at the end I was put on the roster, and so I wasn't expecting it. I just got a call from from Lou Melendez, who was a GM back then, and he said, uh, "Oh, you're on the team, and we're traveling tomorrow. Make sure you pack all your stuff and meet us at the airport." And I said, "Okay." Now uh, got on tears and and got my family on the plane, and we went to uh, Port San Lucio. That was the first. Uh, uh, workout that we had as, as a team of all the stars that we had on that team what was it? you said you packed the whole family up and you, obviously you w- went to uh, the training camp with the, the Puerto Rican national team what was that like for your family hearing that you got the call to be in the WBC twice well it was in the first one it was kind of shocked because I knew we have that many pitchers in the big leagues that they were able to, to compete in that WBC but some of them they uh, uh, like um, Javi Vasquez uh, Pinero uh, Jonathan Sanchez was in that club. Uh, Ian Snell. Um, uh, we had a bunch. Nelson Figueroa was in that group. 
So I, I thought I was going to get a chance to, to be in that team, and for some reason uh, Nelson couldn't play, and they had me up to the to the to the roster, and and I said we're going to Florida tomorrow, so we better pack up. The flight leaves at 30 in the morning, so we got ready and we drove up. A very proud native of, of Puerto Rico and a guy who loves Roberto Clemente. The Cyclones pitching coach, Jose Matos, joining us here on Coney Convo's The Podcast. Jose, thanks so much for a couple of minutes. Uh, thank you for your time. Hope you enjoyed Coney Convo's The Podcast, Episode 2. We had a lot of fun putting it together, and hopefully we added a little bit of flavor here in the second episode. We are now in the Apple iTunes store. Very happy to be there. We'll try to bring you this podcast every single Tuesday. We'll launch it. We'll send it out on Facebook and on Twitter, always with the hashtag Coney Convo's. And uh, we'll hope to see you again next week. For Dom Savino, who's done great reporting so far, my name is Keith Rad. We'll see you next time.